Dropbit Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another amazing episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Yay! That was me. I was just being excited. You thought it was a crowd, but it was that. No, that was me. Oh, it was. Matt finally got excited about something. I'm not excited. Um, That's obviously Matt. I'm Lucas, and we've also got a very special return guest, Susie. Yay! Hi. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Fantastic. And again, Susie's um, you know, dropped us a line from the big US of A's. AIDS. US of A's. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so it's very early in the morning for her. And it it's is. just kind of like 8 o'clock at night for us, so we're still cruising. <laughs> Hey, I still got some weekend left. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah, we're shit out of a weekend here. Not me. Uh, Yeah, oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, back to work tomorrow. Yeah, unless you're a wagger. Just tell them you're on US time. Yeah, or you're on something. Works. (laughs) Something and I can't come to work. Yeah, I'm not having a bad trip to work. (laughs) (laughs) So what a great start. This is a gaming podcast, apparently. We've done 97. <laughs> this is 97. Um, so we've done 96. You'd think we would have worked it out by now, but that's okay. We've been um, shit at this, though, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's why there's no one else on the internet that does podcasts. <laughs> they just know how hard it is after listening to us. <laughs> it's like, fuck, we can't do that shit. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, there's been a big game that has come out this week. On the PS4, and it is a huge game called Uncharted 4. Yeah, buddy. Thief's End. <sighs> so, I know Susie's a huge PS4 fan. Has every game. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, but as hey, anybody. I, no hate, no hate, you know. I probably wouldn't be a good gamer if I didn't, you know, sort of give it a nod and go, it's not a bad system. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that old piece of shit in the corner. Yeah, I know the one. A bit of all right. No. But you've got to to give props where props is due. Uncharted has probably got to be one of a a handful of games that have lasted as long as consoles, pretty much, very close to it. Mm. Yeah. and it comes from a very, very amazing pedigree. So, you know, yeah. the dog guys have made great games since way back in the day of uh, Crash Bandicoot. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know, I was so fucking excited for this game, to be honest. It's been coming for well over 12 months that we've known about it and videos were dropping and there was like reviews coming out three or four days before it actually hit the stores and I pretty much crawled into my shell. I didn't want to know anything. You know, I even tried to get away from watching the original trailers when they first got announced and all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to get my hands on it and now I've got it. I haven't had really much time to play it, which really irks me. That's really shitty. Yes. But, of course, Matt played it and finished it and has platinumed it and has probably played it twice. Jesus. Yeah, he's got no <laughs> life. Come on. Yeah, so I uh, I took Tuesday and Wednesday off work 
and basically just played through it he on told hard. His, told his work he had to say goodbye to an old mate. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to see him again. Nah. <laughs> nah, so I um, I took my time. I fucking EB Games took their time giving me the game while I was lined up in that fucking store. Mm. I'm glad to hear that the old trade and save is still working for you. Two fucking people <laughs> on the counter, and there's like three people in the line, not including <laughs> two that are at the counter, and they fucking talking to the two people at the counter like as if the fucking line doesn't exist. And this one guy is like just the biggest fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> It's so descriptive. Fucking, I love it. He's just one of those people that you look at and you just go, you're a fucking wanker, mate. And <laughs> did, he, did he ask if you wanted it gift wrapped? He's fu- no, this is a customer. He's fucking trading some shit in. Right? And you know how fucking long they take when you're trading. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not every time I've been there, it's been real quick. Oh, oh this game's three weeks old. We'll give you three bucks. Get- <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want to get in and out? Have a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> nah, so this guy trades this fucking big ass bag of shit in and <laughs> the guy's like, Oh, you get sixty four dollars of credit and he's like, Oh, sixty four bucks, sweet, walks away from the counter to look at the fucking games on the shelf to pick one. Huh. And then the guy at the fucking counter goes with him. <laughs> he's like, Oh, have you played fucking this? Have you played that? And oh mate, I'm just like you better fucking pick quick, motherfucker, or <laughs> back the head. They don't have many games under, like, $100, though. Uh, yeah, he was looking no, at the I was going to say. He yeah. got fucking was he looking aliens. at the pre-owned bin? <laughs> he was looking at the Wii U games. He got aliens, <laughs> Alien Isolation. Uh, oh, wow. What like, a oh, I haven't played it's this. Like eight so bucks like... on bloody Steam. Hey. <laughs> eight bucks on Steam at the moment. Yeah. What he a goes, I, I haven't played this. I was like... Just get the fuck out of the store, mate. Just hurry up and die. Just <laughs> shit. Trying to get uncharted. Yeah. So, and then I get to the counter. I've already prepaid for it. It's fully paid off. I, I get to the counter. I put my EB card down. I'm like, I'm here to pick up Uncharted 4. He get, gets it. He goes, um, do you want to pre-order anything else while you're here? He's like, nah. Do you want to get a scratch guarantee? Nah. Do you want to? <laughs> do you have any other things you're interested in getting? Nah. Just give me the fucking game. <laughs> So oh, I finally started out of here. Yes, I finally started playing it at like about lunchtime on the Tuesday, and had finished it by the lunchtime on the Wednesday. Good job. Around Very about, good. So, yeah, it's about. Um, I would say I played about uh, thirteen hours or something. Wow. Um, Roughly the same as the others. Yeah, about thirteen or fourteen hours, but I fucked around a fair amount, mm. and. Um, and died. Well, it's funny, like, as I mentioned a while ago, you know, I, I played through the trilogy when they brought that out. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Made me so excited to play this game. And the one thing that I've noticed that I'm doing different with this, obviously because I've, you know, it's a brand new story and I just want to play the story through, mm. I'm not fucking around looking for treasure. Yeah, I only found like 20-something out of 100 yeah, because they shine, and that's like you notice them at that point, and some of them are way more noticeable than others. Yeah, and yet still, there's ones that are, you, you know, where you like you have to turn right 
to go in, you know, around in the, the corridor or something, but there's a little bit of something on the left. And you just know, oh, I'm going to turn left and there'll be a treasure over there. And it happens because I've played so many hours of the other games. It's yeah. the same tricks and things that they had done in all those three mm. that they put in this one as well, which I thought was kind of cute to do that. You know, it feels homely as an Uncharted game because of that, which I reckon yeah. is pretty cool. I don't know. They, it's, it's pretty fucking similar in most ways to the previous games. Um, shooting is still fucked. It's yeah. probably slightly better than it was, but it's just... Still shit. Yeah, shit. And um, graphically... But they couldn't change that too much. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, it is what it is. Um, graphically, it's fucking awesome. It is, actually. As you, it's a really, really beautiful game. And it's got the photo mode, which is kind of a just becoming a standard thing now, I guess, with, especially with first-party games. But, um, like, The Last of Us had the photo mode and stuff like that. And you just... I noticed a few times I would just be like, wow, this looks fucking awesome. And then you press the two analog sticks in to start your photo mode. And you can like move the camera out fucking miles away and move it around and hide characters and shit like that. So you can take some. Tried just, it. Hey? I haven't tried it. Yeah, you can just fucking capture some incredible shots. And it's weird as fuck to be doing that in a video game mm. where you see something, you just go, that is fucking awesome. Yeah. So. Well, talking of weird things to be doing in a, a game is playing a game I thought was kind of weird. Um, let me clarify. That sounded so <laughs> yeah. That's um, like gameception. Yeah. yeah near the, <laughs> exactly. Near the start of the game, um, they like the main character and his partner are fighting over who's going to do the dishes kind of thing. That would and be Nathan goes, Drake and Elena for yeah, those but, who are... <laughs> Who have actually the played fucking... the games, but yeah. anyone who hasn't, the main protagonist and his partner. His name's um, Nathan Drake, and if you haven't heard of him, don't fucking play Uncharted 4. Yeah, just kill yourself. <laughs> um, played the other three. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, like, I would so, definitely say don't fucking play this until you played the other three because definitely. there's so much nostalgia stuff in it. Yeah. They've done a great job with that. And this is part of that. Like they're having this argument about who's going to do the dishes at the start. And this is not like a, a um, Alan Wake kind of moment or anything like that. Like you're not just learning to clean your teeth and shit. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like part of a story. Um, but anyway, he says, oh, I'll play one of your TV games and I'll beat your highest score. And then – She's like, oh, so you reckon you could beat me on that? And he sits down and all of a sudden it goes to this thing where it's like the PlayStation 2? 1. Was it 1? Yeah, yeah, it was the yeah the second generation of the PlayStation 1. Um, and it, it scans back from that onto the TV and he's sitting there and he's holding the old school controller with the cord and he, um, he loads Crash Bandicoot. And it comes up hmm. with the PlayStation symbol and the old school noise and stuff like that. And then it's that old Crash Bandicoot uh, one where you're running towards the screen and the boulder's chasing you, like um, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, the which, classic mm -hmm. first level of Crash Bandicoot one. Yeah. And it was just fucking awesome to be playing that inside of this game. And, you know, like you die and he's like, well, what the hell happened then? 
And she's like, you've got to learn to jump over those things kind of thing. <laughs> He's like, oh, awesome. I should be good at that. I'm good at jumping. Yeah. It was just fun. Like it was a fun little thing that they really didn't have to do in any yeah. way. And that but... kind of sets the tone for the start of the game. It's like a massive nostalgia fest, mm. which is cool. Mm. Yeah, very much so. I'm really enjoying it. Like I said, I've only got you know six chapters in or whatever it is, and what is it, 23, 22, something like that. 20, 22 and an epilogue. Yeah. So, Goodness. Yeah, it's a pretty decent game, and I've probably put, I don't know, maybe five hours into it now, I suppose. Mm. Um, but I'm at the point now where I'm starting to see it. This is where it's about to build. So, oh, play- yeah. You're, where you're up to is like... The adventure is beginning. Yeah. And it's it's been really fun. Like just the little things that they've added to keep it lighthearted in some ways. Like there's this one dude, you know, there's a scene where he's getting beaten the shit out of or in a fight in a prison and he gets thrown in a hole and he gets brought out of the hole and he's, you know, got his bloody hands cuffed behind his back and stuff and he's being led through this prison. You don't know where he's going. You're just kind of following the prison guard and he just like he just looks up at random guards and stuff and he's just like hey how you doing nice to see you and shit like that and it's it, it been just a makes smart you, ass yeah it just makes you smile it's like fuck i'm so glad to be playing this game again yeah it, it, it's just that like it, it's really a, a very welcoming homely feeling to be playing this again because mm. it's exactly the same as what it always has been rascally nathan drake yeah exactly Still the smart ass. Mm. There are things that make it like it's definitely the standout. I don't know. I've seen people say Uncharted 2 they think is better, but in terms of as an actual game, um, like the Uncharted 2 story was really good and the game was really good, but Uncharted 4 has uh, the, the areas that you play in, like in the past have always been super linear with Uncharted, so you go into an area and you see, like, you still have the thing where you walk into an area and see, like, hip height fucking boxes and shit, and you know, oh, I'm going to have to fight people here. Yeah. You know, like, cover level stuff. Um, but in the previous games, it, it was a lot more like you'd get into an area, you like, everywhere you go, there's, like, a path that you follow, and it's direct and narrow throughout the game for the most mm-hmm. part. I yeah. mean, Uncharted 3 was a little different because it had the fucking sand desert area. Yeah. But, like, for the most part, it's pretty linear. Um, but in Uncharted 4, they've really widened out the play areas. You first, I would say the first time you really notice it is that uh, in Rome, mm. in the... Um, in the uh, On top of the roofs. Yeah, in the like the roof. Just the way that you traverse around this sort of... What even it's like an estate, a multiple yeah. multi-building estate sort of area, in like a mansion with a, like a mansion, you know, with service buildings and shit around it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as you go around there, there's a lot of ways that you can go about playing the game, and they've got this sort of rudimentary sort of stealth system now as well, um, which is a lot better than the previous games, you know, with long grass that you can hide in to do stealth attacks and shit. Um, and it's stuff like that that really kind of freshens up the game and makes it a bit more um, 
you know, not just the same old shit. Not yeah. that, not that you would give a fuck if it was the same old shit, but it's nice that they've, you know, it's taken just something some, different yeah. from the mm. mechanics. And you can definitely really. see that like what they've done with The Last of Us has inspired some change in the way that they've done this game as well because obviously the the guys who made it the directors or whatever the design leads were the guys who did The Last of Us and yeah yeah that whole open world and like interacting with items in the world and stuff like that is a lot like that really was the thing with The Last of Us. You know, walking around and seeing an item and picking it up and having like a little bit of a conversation or or random conversations with other characters, you know, where it's an optional conversation. Whereas previously mm-hmm. in Uncharted games, it was like everything is scripted story. If you need, if there's something to be said to someone, it will be said, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that a few times because, yeah, there are just parts, like I said, where you're following a person. And now a little speech bubble will pop up and you can either continue a conversation or you can just run and do your shit, you know, whatever you're searching for or whatever you're doing in that area. Um, but it progresses the story. So it doesn't really change what you're doing. You're just having that conversation in the background. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and that's kind of stuff um, just adds to the relationships of the characters and yeah. with the world around you, which is definitely something that they picked up with The Last of Us. And as you progress through the story, like I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but you can see like Naughty Dog know that, well, presumably this is the last Uncharted game or at least the last one around these characters. Who knows what they're going to do in the future? Mm. But we've all been led into this game as thinking, oh, this is going to be the end of the era. You know, this is the end of Uncharted. And Naughty Dog have definitely taken that kind of route with their writing in it and the way characters interact and just everything in the game. It feels like this is one last hurrah to show our love and appreciation for this series. Which is nice. And because, yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. And it's probably the best way they could have gone about it. But also it means that there's a lot of deep kind of um, interpersonal relationships in the game and that kind of heavy-handed sort of material and emotional stuff isn't necessarily something that they would have tried, I don't think, without having The Last of Us yeah. under their belt. You know? Because that, was, that extremely was extremely emotional game. Yeah, like where you have these deep human sequences you know mm. and um it takes real talent to do that kind of stuff too yeah exactly and, because uh, i mean you, you've seen movies where people uh, th- there's an interaction between characters and it makes a massive difference like having a good script decent actors good cinematographers mm. to pull that off and if you don't have that kind of like proper chemistry on a, a set and in a scene, it just feels hollow. It's very insincere in a lot of games, I find. Yeah, very true. It it's mm. um Yeah, it feels forced. Yeah. yeah, it feels forced or fake or um or grabby. <sighs> like that that's what they were trying to do, but it just didn't really work. And like, that I feels found... bad. 
um, I guess while we're in the theme of, you know, PlayStation and everything, I, f- I felt that way with Heavy Rain when I played it. I, f- I oh, felt yeah. like that was very... Kind of heavy-handed forced. with how they're trying to... Mm-hmm. Very overacted and, yeah, you know, definitely. just things like that. Jason, um, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, very few games can be fairly sincere, I, I suppose, with the emotional side of things and mm. even just the interactions with one another. So It goes yeah. hand in hand as well with, um, with the motion capture as well, like Heavy Rain, obviously. Mm was like one of the pioneers of that kind of facial recognition stuff and then L.A. Noir yeah. and everything. Mm. Um, Naughty Dog, I, I guess not specifically Naughty Dog, but a lot of games in this generation seem to have really got the fucking hit there, you know, the grasp on that kind of stuff. Um, Isn't I don't that know. probably more with the fact, in some regards anyway, that, you know, you actually have trained actors now appearing in video games like um i mean look at uh quantum break mm. yeah exactly it's pretty much that's very actor heavy it's not just some it is. Yeah. person motion capped or anything yeah, like that true. but then so, i guess you look at things like i guess i'm kind of biased unusually biased to playstation here because <laughs> i'm I haven't played Xbox You're One never yet. Yeah, I know. Really strange. I haven't played any Xbox One games, right? And mm-hmm. on the PS4, yeah. I've played their first-party <laughs> games: Uncharted, The Last of Us. Obviously, The Last of Us was PS3 as well. But um, the mm-hmm. in- infamous Second Son is a great example where they use that motion capture and all the facial recognition, and you know, rather than I guess it's to do with the the way that they're making those scenes as well. It's not just having Mm. professional actors, although I think Nolan North and Troy Baker and all the other great voice actors that they've had in these games seem to have the ability to be physical actors as well um, based on the performances they're putting in here. But the way they're doing it as well, it's no longer like we capture your face and then you read the lines. Mm. It's like you act out the whole scene in this big open space with the other characters interacting with you. And then they capture the whole thing and put that in the game, which is, I guess, kind of conducive to making a good scene and having acting work out. Cause I guess, Mm. I don't know. I'm not sure if they did that with stuff like heavy rain and you get that kind of, Oh, you weren't really, talking to another character when you read that line type thing. Yeah. Or something. Well, I mean, with a lot of heavy rain in the dialogue as well, it was um it it wasn't so much it was the the acting style but a lot of it I I found was very overacted. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it was over dramatic, but it was definitely overacted and it just goes back to a lot of the dialogue that they had in heavy rain which i just i just remember i mean what it was how many years ago now it was a long time ago you know maybe four or five years or something yeah yeah, i was gonna say five or six it's yeah it's definitely been a while and i do remember playing it and just rolling my eyes sometimes at the things i did say because it's like no one would ever say like because didn't they have they had like some detective or an investigator yeah with them or something and he was was six years by the way 
Oh my god. <laughs> That's unreal. Hey, six years oh, ever hell. it was. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, even when he's doing his, like, monologues and everything, it's just so dramatic, you know? And he's just talking to himself, my dude. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't talk to myself like this all the time. Yeah, it's like he he wants to be, like, Dirty Harry and, you know, pretty much every other TV movie cop there ever has been. You know, like, that's kind of where I'm at with it in a way. The only other thing I was going to say was, you know, at the end of Gears of War 3, there was no real motion cap or anything in Gears of War um, because, you know, Marcus Phoenix doesn't look a thing like John DiMaggio. But, you know, when, even at the end of that, when everything's been fought out and said and done, like, I found that the dialogue and the even just the emotion on their faces at the end of it all was actually quite genuine mm. but that's just me as well you know that's that's just you know yeah you what, make a fair what the point fuck do i know <laughs> <laughs> well you make a, you make a fair point the dialogue <laughs> is pretty key to it and uh, there's probably direction as well the direction that the actors are mm. giving and even if it's voice acting it's like you know oh, can you say this a bit more like this you know stuff like that and i think the with Uncharted 4 in particular because the two guys that took over the job, you know, midway through were the guys who had all of that experience with The Last of Us, which, Mm. you know, it's hard to argue that that was not a fucking masterpiece of motion capture, acting, writing, whatever else. Like, it was pretty much game of the year for everyone when it came out. And um, Mm -hmm. to have that kind of pedigree coming in to take over for the final entry in the Uncharted series was pretty fucking perfect. And it covers not just that kind of nostalgic stuff, but some, like, real human fucking issues. Not human issues, but, like, relationships between people and that kind of stuff, which is a lot more serious than it, it, I guess, has been. There was kind of the whole marriage and relationship between Nathan Drake and Elena in Uncharted 3 that they touched on, but it wasn't that heavy in it like it was more like hey look action and treasure you know and that's not to say there is amazing fucking action scenes in this game there's probably there's a clock tower scene that is like probably one of the fucking standouts of the entire series so Mm -hmm. for just sheer fucking incredibleness (laughs) (laughs) it's writing like that yeah that yeah you know, yeah that's anyway so yeah um and it's always awesome when things like that happen in games you know and i think when that can happen in a title that's you know another um i guess another spec of the franchise and you know we're kind of in a day and age now where it's just i mean you got uncharted 4 you've got fallout 4 you've got gears of war 4 um, I'm going to get tongue-tied in a minute with all these fours and things like that. Battlefield 1, Xbox 1. In <laughs> 1, 6, 22. Uh, you know, it's, it's just crazy that, you know, you could get a new title that comes out within it and then have those moments that, you know, stand out. And, you know, it's good. It's good because I'll tell you right now, when I finished... The Black Ops 3 campaign, 
I don't really, I can't really sit here right now. I'd need probably two days to come up with a standout moment in that. Mm. You know, a moment that was like, hmm, uh, I'll never forget. Like, it's amazing. It's forgettable. It's absolutely forgettable. So it's, I'm kind of, you know, pleasantly surprised and happy to hear that there is like these standout moments. Mm. in titles that are kind of, you know, getting on and things like that. I think there's moments in the game that could have been cut in Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's probably going to be my game of the year but because it's fucking amazing. Like, the whole game is just amazing. But there's times when you feel like, eh, this is a bit that could have, you know, it's maybe parting the game a little bit. You know, you could have could have cut that and some mm. scenes maybe drag on a little bit but for the most part when there's actual you know plot bits where the plot is moving forward those moments are incredible so mm. um that's cool yeah i, I yeah. want a ps4 now no <laughs> <laughs> i would it's... never say that matt <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're a little bit biased to Xbox, though, aren't you? Like, unjustified, but... Or whatever he said. <laughs> anyway. I don't, um, <laughs> I don't know what I fucking said now. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's... Like I said, I haven't finished it. I'm less than... or I'm about a quarter of the way through it. And it's... I already know that if you haven't played the first three, and if I hadn't played them recently as well, I probably wouldn't be doing this one justice. Because God knows we all play games and any game with a story that is, well, combined of those three is fucking 30 hours, 40 hours long, Mm -hmm. maybe even more. Um, You can't remember all the bits. And I'm really, really glad that I have played those recently in the last kind of six months. Yeah, it's helped a lot. it, It also helps with just a little those little moments, those little nostalgia moments where you can see something and be like, oh, yeah, that's fucking from the other one. That's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. which doesn't really serve to do shit for the fucking progressing this particular story, but it's like fan service. Yeah, that's Which right. is definitely... It, it feels right for the closing episode of a fucking amazing and beloved series. And that that's what we're talking about, right? I mean, it, it's like just... If they brought out the next Gears of War and it was just shit, then people would be angry. Not because it was just shit. It doesn't do but justice because it's to the Gears series. of War shit. Yeah. Yeah. And if they'd done and that. And I'm I'm very skeptical about it in a way. But, and that's why I didn't want to destroy this because I had such fucking high hopes for it that I didn't want to go into it expecting anything. You know, mm. except for what I expected from it. You know, like I didn't want to get little tidbits here and there, like have crumbs and then the cake gets there and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, like the crumbs taste <laughs> so good. cake tastes like fucking shit. Yeah, exactly. But as a whole cake, like look at the decoration. It looks, it looks like a big fucking ass or something, you know. like And <laughs> maybe not the best analogy, but whatever. <laughs> Um, I don't even know what we're talking about. Anymore. But I'm saying, like, you, you know, lost me. <laughs> I'm really glad that I've, I don't know, it feels 
good and it, it like it keeps going back to it but it feels homely it really does it feels really like a safe place you know, like they've done everything right that i expected them to do and i can play it without being scared of it being bad because yeah, they've, they've already given they me that kind it. of they've given me that feeling already that you know like with all the nostalgia that's in the first just opening scenes kind of thing they've already nailed it and gone this one's for you guys. And it's like, holy shit. Like it, it feels like that. It's like, wow, I do remember all that kind of stuff. And I, I really do feel happy to be back here. And I feel mm. really glad to be hearing the conversations between these characters that I've known for so fucking long. And yeah, it's just weird. Like it, it just feels like they've done it as an homage, not just, for making money which is really fucking sweet in a way because no one does shit for nothing and no that's kind of nice yeah and i reckon that's kind of cute but anyway that's just my feelings about it and as a gamer i keep saying this in a lot of episodes but we're so fucking shallow and we're Mm -hmm. so like flippant because something comes along every bloody day you know, and it's like, wow, there's a new AAA title every single week. And mm. they're not really that groundbreaking, but some of them are so amazing just in what they do. But we write them off because there's something that's not right about them and, you know, those types of things. And, you know, like I was saying, they couldn't have changed the schematics of shooting in this game because then it wouldn't have been uncharted because that was one <laughs> thing that everyone complained about forever and if they yeah. tried to fix it then it'd be like wow it doesn't feel the same anymore and that wouldn't be right because everything else in the game they've tried to make it feel mm. like it's right yeah. so yeah anyway hmm. but i i also agree with you matt i reckon like i said i haven't even played that much of it but it already feels like game of the year to me just because I'm in love with the Uncharted series, and no matter what, they've done a good oh, job. Oh, he's blushing. That. <laughs> I am. It's so it's sweet. It's so nice to have this back again. And I'm it's so nice that they fucking nailed it. Story. That was. Mm. I was skeptical, like you said, you're skeptical about Gears of War four. I think that. I am. The, I think that, by the way, is probably a lot more fucking uh, reasonable than being skeptical about Uncharted because. Like well, the team, you know, the team that did Gears of War, there and well, yeah, they, they well, walked away, and it's like is, a... the thing. Actually, you know, in some ways, I I probably feel a little bit more at ease with Gears of War four now. Um, you know, now that it's sort of you know it's been in development and everything like that. I think initially it was um, one of those things. I mean. Um, uh, it's being developed uh, by the Coalition. This is their only IP. Um, but studio head of the Coalition is um, uh, what's that? Rod Ferguson. And he was there at Epic Games for the other three, essentially. I so he's all. kind of, he's been with the, you know, the franchise from, you know, day one. So he's probably someone who is, you know, who you would want mm. in a way to oversee it. Yeah. Um, but 
it's a little concerning in a way because you know it's the studio you know this is this is all they got they were all working on another project um at some point they went you know they scrapped it <laughs> microsoft came to them and said hey do you guys want to do gears of war 4 they're like all right bye yeah and to me that scares a pile me of money that scares me. It does me a scare me. Because it does it's like, scare me as well. These guys were working on such a pile of crap that they were so happy to drop it and make an amazing thing. You know what I mean? Like, hang on a second. <laughs> Why? Like, I understand that at the same time, Ford made the laser and then they also made like the Mondeo. <laughs> so, you know, there's two different, completely different types of cars there. And the laser was the easiest car to break into for 10 fucking years. The Mondeo is one of the hardest ones in that their line. But anyway, it's totally different thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing to just think that they went, wow, we've had this awesome idea. A whole studio is working on it. And then Mm. they just dumped it like a sack of shit to work on something else, you know, like, I think I would probably have felt better about it if there was like, if they had like a resume already available rather than um, just names on paper kind of resume. Mm. If if that makes sense, like it's, it's all good and well to say, well, I was there for, you know, gears one through three and, you know, not really with judgment. I was like the sound designer and now I'm the CEO of the company making it. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's one of those things in a way. And mm. um, it's just, you know, like when when they did three, it ended things, not, you know, it sort of wrapped it up, put a nice little bow around it on your way. Yeah. And, you know, then they brought out Judgment <laughs> and then that was the, the prequel as such. And that was kind of cool because it gave a bit of backstory and character development for the other characters that, you know, you've yeah, because it wasn't the main know. characters, was it? No, no, and it was sort of leading up to all the shit hitting the fan yeah. for Gears One, and now we've got <clears> Gears <throat> Four, which is set about twenty-five years after Gears Three. Your protagonist is Marcus Phoenix's son, and you know, again, the world's kind of gone to hell. It's all martial law. Everything's disbanded. There's more Lambent appearing it's just i kind of am worried that it's more of the same thing i Mm. do like some of the combat mechanics in it like some of it looks pretty cool like you know if they incorporated some of those dynamics in previous games that'd be pretty awesome um like because you remember that you know you could take the lancer and chainsaw them and things like that like now if they're close off you can kind of grab them it's a lot gorier it's you know, all these things, and I'm just, I'm a little worried it's more of the same thing, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, it sounds like Uncharted 4 really gave something to offer. It's not just another um, another installment, another same old thing, Yeah, if well, that it, makes sense. It, it's nostalgic it is and it's while not. creating this new piece of fucking art for the portfolio i guess you know what i mean yeah. i mean i would probably it, feel it sad. furthers the characters and everything as well like it's not mm-hmm. just a tacked on thing it's like you know this, yeah. this is the end of the story for those characters you know 
Yeah, and I think that's probably what I would have wanted out of Gears 4, um, rather than introducing new characters and new situations. Um, you know, bring back Marcus Phoenix. Oh, there's no point. Oh, okay, well, then there's really no point in telling the story, mm. you know, because we now have a new installment with his son. So what, is that going to bring Gears 5? Yeah. You know, and I, I love Gears of War. I fucking mm. love it. I don't want to see the franchise continue forever if it's beating a dead horse, like other games that do the same thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah. that's that was the whole thing with the when The Last of Us came out and everyone was like, is this the end for Uncharted? Like, are you moving forward with The Last of Us now? And... Not that there's anything wrong with that because The Last of Us was fucking amazing, but I don't necessarily want to be seeing Uncharted 5 and 6 and whatever after this, you know? Like, it's yeah. it's cool for them to... It's They are a fucking talented group of people and they've proven that by being able to go from making this fucking, you know, scoundrel is the star of the game type thing, you know, Indiana Jones rip-off Uncharted... And then move into just like the intensity of The Last of Us. It it shows that they are, you know, they've got some fucking skills. Yeah. It's, and so, like, it doesn't serve you to keep doing the same fucking thing over and over, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. let let the Uncharted series stand as it is mm-hmm. now and fucking, you know, move on and show us what else you can do, what other amazing things you can create. Yeah, because yeah. I mean that—that's really the thing, isn't it? I mean, they—and—and and this is my own kind of opinion on it. Obviously, I'm not speaking on behalf of everybody, but it's these guys have created possibly one of the greatest franchises in gaming history, and gaming history is only thirty years old, so it's not that fucking long anyway. So get over it. But you know, it's—it's <laughs> it's probably it is, almost. I like 40 or 50 years at, at this point. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> but we're not talking about blocks, like hitting a tennis ball. Um, I'm talking <laughs> about stories and like, you know, something that you'd follow. But you never yeah, followed I mean... the story of Pong? <laughs> what about Space Invaders? <laughs> yeah, that shit got out of control though. But anyway, like, yeah, I mean, the, it they have possibly made one of the most uh, followed computer game stories, you know, and there are lots mm. of them, but not many that have gone over such a long period of time. And although there's only been four games, it would be really amazing to see. And to be honest, like the last of us is a very similar kind of story, not story wise, but it's a very similar kind of game in its entirety. You know, it's a story-driven thing and they added a lot to it and they brought a lot more emotion into it and, you know, there was different parts of it, but it's still a very similar kind of gameplay and all those types of things. Mm. Um, It would be amazing to see what they are capable of and they have that Mm -hmm. ability to make incredibly, like, deep games that are really emotional and the gameplay is spot on and all those types of things. So it would be really cool to be able to see them come up with something that is completely original in its entirety. 
not just an original story or an original bunch of characters or an original name, you know, like just a whole new game that yeah, like bears something no that, resemblance to yeah, what they've done before, and it'd be a challenge to do it well, yeah, because you know the like you look at um, uh, Rockstar, they're kind of pigeonholed, yeah. unfortunately. They've pigeonholed themselves in the type of games that they're making. It's sandbox, yeah, story based. Like it, it's. I don't know. I mean, there's differences, obviously, between. Um, Didn't they have like a ping pong game? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and look that how was, well that did. That was early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, who that? remembers that one? <laughs> Wasn't that in their early days? Wasn't there five of those? No, that was Gran Turismo. <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Auto. Sorry. Gran Turismo. Yeah, it's like eight of them. Actually, yeah. there's a new Gran Turismo coming out soon. Awesome. PS4 should be good. Anyway, Ro- was yeah. it Rockstar Tennis or something? I don't know, something I don't like know. that. But I yeah, was, you, you, you know what I mean. Tennis in your face. I, I see what you're saying, but <laughs> I also sure think. Them. I think. Um, yeah, I guess you got a point. I mean, look at Blizzard. They they started off with real time strategy and then went into. World of Warcraft, and now they've got fucking, you know, um, what's it called, Hearthstone, and mm. now mm-hmm. Overwatch coming, which is, you know, like I didn't play the beta. I wish I kind of, I kind of wish I had got around to it. Like the other nine million numpties. Yeah, <laughs> mm. it it looked like you know the same as all your your other team deathmatch type. Yeah, yeah. and that's like, and but that's not what Blizzard make. No, so, it's not. That is and true. And they come out with that and make a fucking amazing game, which apparently they will because um, Overwatch is making shit. fucking awesome. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I have no problem with Naughty Dog continuing to make, you know, third-person shooter adventure games if they can. Uh, it, no, because I'd hate to see that there aren't good ones. And they're obviously really fucking great at making good ones. Mm. So therefore you leave yeah, it in their sense. hands and you trust what they're going to bring out and you know it's going to be fucking brilliant. And that's awesome because we need that shit too. You know, like I'm not mm. saying we don't. But to be able to come up with something that is completely standalone and is a brand new IP and groundbreaking and all the other bullshit, you know. Mm. They need an uncharted just- match three game. Match like, three. Yeah, Uncharted Crush on Facebook. Goodness. That, that could be different. Yeah. Yeah. Bejeweled, well, I mean, like... but bejeweled with, like, tro- um, like, jewels that are from Uncharted games. Uh-huh. Or well, Uncharted... I throw out there on this, topic, machines. on this topic, I'm really disappointed lately with a new title, Battleborn. I'm bored to shit with it. How much did you play it? I probably haven't even played that much. You know, like I went through the, the <laughs> prologue and then I played like maybe, oh, let me have a quick look. I uh, Three hours in total I, I played that game and I don't think I'll bother going back because it's fucking boring. It does nothing. I, I played for- um the closed beta for or the I think it was, in, actually I don't think it was the beta, it was... Maybe the alpha. They did have and the open imp- beta recently as well. They yeah, they did have the open one. This was about six, seven months ago, mm-hmm. maybe longer that I played it, and I wasn't too thrilled with it then. No, and 
I, but the weird thing was like on Twitter and the forums and everything like that, everyone, there was a lot of people that loved it and they couldn't get enough of it and they couldn't wait for it and everything like that. And I'm thinking, am I missing something with this mm. game? Like, is it something? It just, I mean, even back then I felt like it was unbalanced and it was very cartoony and it wasn't, maybe it just wasn't for me. Yeah, it's but... definitely for that Borderlands crowd, yeah. I think. But I find yeah, it just, I... It, it's too hectic. Like, there's just way too much yeah. going on. And it barely even gives you the ability or the time to react to who your character is. Like, you can't, you don't get a sense of self in any way of who you're playing. And yeah. it doesn't really give you any learning curve time to be able to understand your character. Yeah, they're yeah. just an outlet for a different skill set. Yeah. And they're, they're all generic in that way, which is but really disappointing. It's not necessarily a story game, is it? It's a fucking... Yeah, it's a shoot It's a squad-based shoot-em-up type fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, but... I guess you but, don't have backgrounds on the fucking characters in Dota and League of Legends and stuff either, do you? No. I don't know. I don't play them because they yeah, sound neither. boring as shit. I just yeah. sounded like I knew then, didn't I, though? Yeah, you did. Good job, man. I I feel like Battleborn is a game for the sake of making a game, in a way. Mm. I think That's people are loving it, with it, and I think if it's that, you know, for the people whose type of game it is, it's fucking awesome. Um, it, it's not shit on your own for us. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. Oh, it's just... oh, definitely, fucking, you got to be playing it with friends. And it's a weird thing as well to like take what is commonly known in most games these days a squad is four mm. people that it mm. has been like that for so many games for so many years a squad of four people and now all of a sudden they try to change that a little bit and make it five people fuck that i don't have enough friends exactly no, thanks a lot exactly i've limited the amount of friends that i have based on years of fucking conditioning don't fucking change it. Yeah, because one poor bastard's going to exactly. be the odd one out every fucking time. Exactly. It's like, yeah, let's play Battleborn for an hour and then we get bored and poor John's got to go home because no one fucking wants to play with him anymore. Fuck John. Yeah. John's a fucking... John's a bastard. Oh, that was a better word than I was going to use. <laughs> Does anyone even like that guy? God, find another group. If he could find three other Johns... Yeah. They could make their own fucking squad and we every, can every, fucking farm them for kills. Every friend group's got a John. So they should just... <laughs> if you don't Facebook know group. who it is, it's you. Exactly. <laughs> you fucking John. If you're the last to get the phone call and they say, hey, dude, we're playing Battleborn. I've rung so-and-so, 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 and you're the other one. Just don't fuck it. We're gonna play. The, we're gonna play the division after this, so you'll have to fuck off, though. Exactly. Yeah. You should come over for forty-five, fifty-five minutes. Although, to be fair, you probably haven't progressed progressed very far in the division because you haven't been able to join us all the other times we've played it. Because there's only four. Yeah, yeah so you joined. We really joined you on that one. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, good luck for trying to change shit, but come on now. Every other game yeah, for no. so long has anyway, been... Anyway, that's fucking whatever. Yeah. 
So, yeah, um, Uncharted 4 is awesome. We'll talk a bit more about it on the next episode after you've finished it. Yeah, we need to, we will, like we normally do, do a bit of a spoiler episode, I think. So we'll keep that until I've obviously finished and I can spoil shit. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we'll do it straight after this and I'll just tell you the gist of what happens. Nope. <laughs> we won't do that. Um, so we need to move on. Um, I think it's funny, right, that there is going to be a new... Um, uh, battlefield game, right? And it's called One Battlefield what's, One. Uh-huh. What's with that? How was that for a segue? Did I do all right? I don't know. Did you do one? I don't know. I kind of just went, <laughs> let's stop talking about this. Let's talk about this. That's good because with we were talking too many about fours, for a long too many time. Fours. Let's bring yeah, it to exactly. One. Let's let's yeah, divide. And conquer, hopefully, a battle fight, battlefield one. <laughs> battle what? I don't know. That's just what I'm calling it. You got Uncharted Four with the five players going to play Battlefield One. Yeah. Right. John's sitting out yep. there having a smoke. <laughs> no, John can play as well. He's just not in the same squad as the rest of us. <laughs> John's on the enemy team. Yeah. Um... Or he's just a squad with. Th- Fucking three random dudes, and they keep three bots and getting him killed. I don't know. No, you know, um, <laughs> so it's um, World War One. Yeah, and Which um, I was a little bit sus about. I know I had this conversation with you, Matt, but I was sus about being um, World War One because everything I know about World War One is fucking terrible. It was a oh, shit. How they got war. Anzac biscuits? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> they had good biscuits. But seriously, you can't base an entire video game around some oats-based biscuits. <laughs> For Christ's sake! Why not? <laughs> as much as I'd like that, and as long as hey, there was still a little some, bit chewy in the middle. You had some analogy before about crumbs and a bum, so why not? <laughs> Yeah, I did too. God damn it! So anyway, analogies thrown back in my face like pies. What's your What are your feelings on um, Battlefield One? This is going to be a long fucking episode. Probably will be. But ah, fuck yeah, make it count. I reckon that (laughs) World War One was dirty. It was shit. The guns were terrible. The people were extremely scared. Um, there was no enemy. Mm-hmm. There was no evil enemy. No, that's, that's right. That's an yeah. odd thing for a video game as well, because like World War Two is easy because the enemy is the Nazis, and yeah. you know, like going to the Gulf War is easy because the brown people are the enemies. So, well, can we say that? <laughs> well, <laughs> they say it in the game. Okay, cool. Just bleep it. I don't know. Yeah. Because um, the bleep can I, Seriously. Like, oh, my God. Jihad. That's uh, the way it is. And then this one is like, they're just a bunch of Europeans who have incidentally got fucking dragged into this shit because of their fucking leaders who suck. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, there's like two or three months of good fucking fighting, and then it's just trench warfare for fucking four years. Well, everyone freezes yeah. to death. And like have fucking mustard gas used on them because the enemy doesn't know what mustard gas is. Yeah. 
you know, That's and just thing, like, yeah. like grotesque fucking experimental shit like mustard gas and machine guns and fucking all that shit. It's just horrific, and they want to make a game out of it. That's it's going to be like, oh yeah, let's have some fun by mowing down fucking innocents as they are told to charge by their fucking general, and or being the poor bastards. Sorry, I nearly said the the other word. Being the poor <laughs> bastards in a trench, being told to just get up and run at the fucking machine gun. Why? Yeah. Why the fuck would I want to do that? I did that in Call of Duty Two. And it sucked. You know, like, remember Call of Duty 2 where you, I know it was mm-hmm. in World War 2, but there was parts where you had to fucking run at machine guns. Yep. And you got your ass shot so many times before you actually got the just the luck of getting through that little stage of the game. And it was shit ass. And that's yeah. all that fucking World War 1 in my head is. Yeah. You know, the technology was shit. The guns were shit. The weapon, like the, you know, that kind of chemical weapons were shit. Everything about it was dirty and muddy and shit. And <laughs> I'm not, I'm obviously not glorifying war here. Come on now, peoples. But it was shit ass. And I don't yeah. want to play a game that just makes me feel crap. Yeah. Just eat some biscuits, though, while you're playing. Well, they always you, make me feel better. Yeah, get a hole in my teeth. How do you feel about it? What do you think about it, Susie? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this back a little bit because the way that I feel about Battlefield One is also kind of shaped by other recent announcements. Um, and this, I'll just I'll just say with Battlefield One, like when I saw that trailer, I was fucking happy, and I have never felt so happy for, you know, a AAA first person shooter. Um, to be announced and be like, holy shit, this is what we've been wanting for a really long fucking time now. You know, um, I mean, Battlefield 3, when that came out years ago, eh, is all right. You know, Battlefield 4 was kind of the same shit again. Oh, when Battlefield 3, that 20-minute that trailer came out. Oh, I was I, I was fell in love with that with game that. straight away. Battlefield mm. 3 was fucking awesome. Yeah. That was the the very first game that looked and felt real in any way to me, and they yes. did a good job of that. There was a lot of there was a lot of things that they stepped up with it. Yeah, and then you know four, uh, whatever yeah, you know. Four, moving on. But you, when and this and this <laughs> I and bought this it and comes played from, it once. Like, <laughs> I'm still I you know I'm almost finished with the campaign it's taken me what nearly three years to kind of get through ish <laughs> like I'll just i love a good of... long campaign in a first oh, person shooter play it as like yeah, yeah just, just well it end took it. you like but, um... half hours to finish call of duty four or five i should say the story of that so four hours is a fucking long first person <laughs> campaign um with call of duty okay so they want to drop the Infinite Warfare trailer a couple weeks back now. Um, and don't get me wrong, that's probably the best-looking Call of Duty game yet, which you would expect. Um, each time the engine gets better, it looks nicer, everything like that. But what the fuck are they thinking with these games? You know, we've had futuristic stuff now since Black Ops 2. Yeah, true. You know? 
it's all more moon jumping and things like that. And, you know, a lot of the times that, you know, over the years uh, with people I've gamed with and we talk about this, it's everyone wants to go back, like everyone wants to go back to World War Two. But this is something like, and it's even going back further now because it's World War One. So I guess that's where you get your Battlefield One. Maybe that's going to rehash a new stupid, by the way. Battlefield <laughs> series. I don't know. What, I don't know what don't, any of them are thinking. Don't fucking call it Battlefield One. That's fucking stupid. Why they call it the Xbox One? Yeah, it's but clearly not. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, what are they like, going to call it? Battlefield sixteen? Like Four, it doesn't have the seven, same ring to it. it Battlefield fucking trench warfare. <laughs> Battlefield fucking all right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes no sense. That's a totally different one. kind of game. It makes <laughs> like if it was Battlefield, the yada, Battlefield yada yada yada. If it was the yeah. in human history, there was no other battlefields prior to that. Then yes, we can call it Battlefield. <laughs> But there's been a few fucking battles in this fucking yeah. shitty bars. But imagine having like Battlefield American bloody, what was it called? The big war that they had against England? What was that shit called? The War of Independence? That one, yeah. It didn't mean shit to anyone really. So That's imagine fairly... playing that now. Like you just run up in a line of a bunch of fucking dudes in a like field with different coloured crazy shirts on and just shoot your musket and then spend five minutes packing another one and then run a few more steps and then shoot. You've got a pretty ah. good grasp on American history. <laughs> pretty much. Shit, what am I doing here? Exactly. You and I need to just, just brush stay away up from on... me. <laughs> start sending me fucking little tidbits of information. You want maybe. you want some detail, some history yeah. details? Just play fucking Assassin's Creed Three and <laughs> um and watch the Patriot with Mel Gibson and Heath Ledger. Yeah, remember the cannonballs that took that dude's legs out? That was fuck yeah. It was a great movie. <laughs> that whole movie revolved around that, that one dude getting really shot good. with a fucking cannonball. That was a really good documentary. It was. Yes. Thanks, man. I know. I just, I think in some ways it's finally Dice are listening to, you know, get, like people who are fans of this style of games and people have wanted the old, you know, they want to go back. They don't want to go forward. They want to go back yeah, because exactly. recreating history and having that, you know, simulation of it is fascinating. I, I mean, well, I find it fascinating. Oh, yeah. And they get these mechanics, re- like, it's really good. And I think going back to uh, World War One is interesting because it's not, you know, it's not like it is now and it's not like it may be in 100 years from now or anything like that. You know, the weapons are crap. Mm. You know, everything is not, you know, it's as good as it's going to be at that time. So you kind of you've got the handicap but the the fun thing i always found with battlefield is that it's not just about being infantry you've got you've All got your vehicles. tanks yeah you've got your choppers you've got your like well, when they brought the yeah, oh, that's going to be so much fun. That's the coolest thing about that trailer, all the fucking vehicles. And really, that's what Battlefield's about, like you're saying. 
It's fully yeah. out the fucking vehicle. It's like, who gives a fuck about anything else? Because that's what we else? need, again, is, like, crop dusters with fucking machine guns on them. <laughs> it's different. For sure. It's different. I and want it to might fly be a, a Zeppelin. <laughs> it might be a plane that you can actually fucking pl- fly and not crash into the ground straight away. Yeah. yeah. I did that really well, though. Yeah. Like, for Good people who suck at flying the jets and shit, yeah. maybe a bit slower of a plane might do your fucking favor. <laughs> I was really good in the helicopters as well. Like, I'd take off in a helicopter and then just hover about, like, you know, 250 meters above the ground, just trying to figure out what the fuck I was doing. And three other dudes jumped on board with you, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And then they jump off, and they're like, what the fuck is this dude just sitting here for? And I'm going, what am I doing? Forwards, backwards, oh, shit. I think it's Ail. auto hopper mode. Yeah. I thought it was always fun to spawn into the helicopter, but the pilot had already ejected, so you were spawning into the pilot seat, <laughs> yeah. but you didn't really know how to fly it. And like, yeah. oh, fuck, I'm out of here too. And then <laughs> two the whole thing crashes and everyone guns. dies. Yeah, two yeah. guys on the, gun, on the side guns just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, there's no one flying this. This looks no, like a hard yeah. landing. Um, uh, yeah, that is that is what looks cool. And like the, the, the original tanks and shit like that, like... It's cool from a historical point of view. From a person, as a person who's really into that kind of World mm, War One history, exactly. is really fucking interesting to me. And mm-hmm. so, from that point of view, I think it'll be good. And I'm glad that it's Battlefield doing it, like Dice doing it, not fucking yeah. Treyarch or fucking Infinity Ward or whatever the other one. You know, I I liked the way Treyarch do their storytelling on things, um, like especially like with the first Black Ops, like that. I, I thought that was one of the best written Call of Duty games there was, because mm. you were taking actual history, but you know it's fiction intertwined with it, but it's convincing. Like I remember finishing the first Black Ops and thinking that kind of makes sense. And then I'm like, ooh, what if it really was that? No, no, I wasn't really like that. Mm-hmm. But it, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I really loved it when they brought out uh, Vietnam for Bad Company 2. And, I mean, it was sad because that kind of had a very short shelf life in a way. Like it kind of came out at Christmas time and people really weren't really still playing it even three or four months later. Oh, game though the original one it was Top it was game. but even going back even going back you know years ago when they had it and then they had 1942 and they had all those other things so dice are pretty fucking good at going back in time and doing these things mm. you know i mean that's well, that's, that's the thing like, I, I guess time. sorry i'm just going to jump in before you do matt but that's the thing to me about the as a as a soldier, I don't know, like just my feeling of what a soldier would go through. In World War One, a returning soldier, for the few that did actually return, they felt a lot of remorse about what they did, no matter what it was. And we even see it in the trailer there. Some fucking dude smashes a dude in the head with a fucking shovel and kills him. Mm-hmm. That's you pretty know, brutal. I mean, it's brutal as hell. Like, that's the kind of thing that that was. You cannot glorify something that was so raw in a way. Mm. And, and that's what war was then. Nowadays, you can glorify it because there's no feeling to shooting someone from across the field. You know, like, 
it, there's just mm-hmm. nothing there. You're totally away from that kind of thing, like that emotion of the fact that the dudes who whose head you just fucking shot has a family at home. But when you look at somebody in the face and you hit him with a shovel, that's cold blood. You know, like that's you see the life go out of somebody and then all those feelings of holy shit, if that was me, mm. the people that are gonna miss me and all that kind of stuff, the things I'm not gonna see for the rest of my life. Like I don't know, it's just a really sad thing when I think about World War One. But when I think about any more recent ones, it's a lot more distant. And therefore there's not that kind of I don't know, and I guess that's why a lot of soldiers when they return home is when they start to feel all of those emotions. And that's why we have mm. the trouble that we do nowadays because they don't get the chance to deal with them while they're there. They have to come home and then go, wow, those dudes that I shot from fucking 600 meters away didn't get to do this. And now they're going to start feeling all that pain. Yeah. So it's like... I it's, don't know. Yeah. I think... I think all wars are fucked and shouldn't be glorified. Um, Except for Star Wars. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I think Bloody World War One. I, I, I think... <laughs> I know. That was awesome. World War One was a different one because people didn't know what they were in for when they were signing up. Like, war okay, up until then had been this glorious, honourable thing where you, like, line up and fucking shoot each other. And, you know, you're fighting for a good cause and your team usually won. And then you go to World War One, where it's like the first major war apart from like, you know, they used machine guns prior to World War One in like wars in like little fucking uprisings in Africa where the English had to put down African rebels and shit like that and like Zimbabwe and shit like that, Zulu war and stuff, where they just fucked up these spear-wielding fucking natives with just brutal fucking machine guns. And then, Mm. you know, like the French were still wearing fucking bright red shirts and blue trousers and like charging in for a light cavalry fucking charge. And as we were saying, that's because the French have style. What's shit? They wouldn't be dead for anything else on a battlefield. Seriously, they had like feathers on their helmets and shit. It was this beautiful fucking thing, and people like, oh wow, I want to go to war and come back a hero. And then they go to World War One and realize that thousands of people get mowed down in fucking seconds. Mm. Running Mm. up against these machine guns, and there's no way to win, and there's no reason. Like it's just a lemon grab, and fucking collapse of alliances it's like pathetic there's no real reason for you to be fighting like there's a thing in there's a book called the guns of august and it's about the start the first four well first few months of world war one before the trenches got like fully set up and it was like no movement for three years and um one of the things that they talk about is in the trenches in christmas that first year on Christmas Day, the fucking Germans and the French and, and English got out of the trenches and exchanged gifts with each other and, yeah. like, mm-hmm. drank and enjoyed Christmas together. And then they're There's fucking, a movie about that. Yeah. And then yeah. their senior officers and shit were like, that's never fucking happening again. Christmas with the, the Crichton. 
No, that wasn't it. Shut up, Lucas. <laughs> anyway, so like these people, they're all Back the in same. Your box. And that was why it was so tough because like they didn't realize that was what they were signed up for. And then by the time they got there and realized what they were in for, it was like you either go fucking AWOL and get executed mm-hmm. for like AWOL, yeah. abandoning your post or you stay there and kill people who are just like you in brutal fucking ways without mm. any real understanding of what you're doing there. Mm. So anyway, uh, I mean, it's it's it's, it's it, tough. It, con- it's a tough thing to handle in a game, and Battlefield One or Battlefield or a first-person shooter in general seems like a tough way to fucking tackle that topic. But I mean, you gotta like look at what the first Medal of Honor was, and I mean that was Danger Close. I mean Dice did the multiplayer, but uh, Danger Close did the campaign, and that was so tastefully done for, you know, sort of like the modern era of war. I found anyway, I don't think anything in that was really glorified or, um, you know, I, I certainly didn't play it and think, damn, what am I doing here? I should be going out there. But I think going back and telling those stories, I think I think dice are probably the best people to do it for what it is. And I don't think it's going to be, you know, a first-person shooter that's all... Yeah, it, it's going to be like that, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, like I was saying, like a lot of the things that I think about were well, one are really bad in my head, but when I watch the trailer, it's a lot brighter, and I'm sure that that's in real life what it was like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there would have been nice sunny days. It wouldn't have all just been shit and mud and terrible. Um, mm. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess having... I just, my problem with it is that I just don't want that glorified in a game in my head. You know, I don't want to walk away from playing that game going, fuck, that was awesome. Because I don't feel that it should be. You know, I mean, we've just had Anzac Day a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And just because, I mean, I've never been in a war. You know, and I play war games and I enjoy them. I've never been in a war and I've never had to shoot a gun at somebody. I've never had to do all that kind of bad shit. And I hear the bugle play and a tear comes to my eye every single time because I just think about how emotionally fucked it would be to have to go through the stuff that all of those guys went through in the wars that we Mm. try and remember. And I really don't want to glorify what in my head has become such a bad thing. And I think that's the problem that I'm having with it more than anything. And I don't know, like I wonder if there's a lot of people out there that are feeling that because it is really a sacred war in a way because of all Mm -hmm. the shit that happened and all the nastiness that went on and for all for no fucking reason. And it just seems weird that they've decided to glorify that and make it entertainment, you know? Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what they're trying to do. So, yeah, it just seems it is, weird. It is always going to be a form of of entertainment, mm. you know, And there's you so many other it. ways that they could have done this that it just 
you know, they could have totally made an entire new fucking war that never happened if they wanted to do it. But instead, they labelled it World War One. People do often ask for a World War One game, though. Yeah, that's so. the thing, though. Like that's what that's what people want to go back to, and I guess where I kind of look at it and I, I get the interest in it is that I mean, obviously, it's. <laughs> I wasn't around for it, and I can't talk to anyone about it, but I guess it's that simulation of it at the same time, and that's what fascinates me. And it's sort of looking at how things are, and it makes you think mm. when you go through those simulations. It kind of gives yeah. you that that idea of, and from that of how point it is. Of view, and I guess that's what's awesome with video games now as well. Yeah. From that point of view, I can totally agree. I really can but they need to be able to make it as accurate as possible. And to be I think, honest, I think that's I what they're going to do though. I don't think that would be that entertaining. I don't know. I'm sure they'll pull it off. Battle dice are pretty fucking good at what they do. We'll just have to wait and see. I just wanted to also kind of throw into all of that at the same time, like stepping away from that. Um, with regards to Infinite Warfare, and I just wanted to throw in my sort of two cents and 20 bucks and a pair of old boots at what I think about Infinite Warfare. Um, you probably heard that they're going to throw in remastered COD 4. Yeah. One. Yeah. If you get some, if you pre order it or you get some sort of special edition or something, it'll come with. You're not going to get remastered on its own anywhere mm-hmm. as far as it is. So you're basically going to be spending more money for a Call of Duty title that nobody really wants. They will is, release it, it by itself. I'm sure they will. That was the best of the CODs. Call of Duty 4? But it's I'm talking about flying. Infinite Warfare. It's oh, not Infinite worth Warfare. Flying. Fuck Infinite Warfare. Yeah. I just no. <laughs> nobody fucking wants it. it. Yeah. It's the mo- what is it? The most hated games trailer ever released or something? It's had over a million dislikes and things like that. But that's because they didn't have dislikes, and <laughs> for most of the the other uh, game trailers. No, but I think, you know, this announcement just made everyone just sort of go, why? Like, I don't really, I have not heard one person say to me, oh, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, I can't wait to play this. Like, everything I've heard is a, is a negative. Mm. So I'm kind Except of annoyed. That, wow, did you hear that COD 4 is coming back out? That's pretty much, that's the carrot. Yeah. So you, at, right now, you have no choice but to acquire Infinite Warfare to get remastered COD 4, mm. which only has 10 of the maps. I think there were 16. Yeah, I think you're um, right. Of the multiplayer maps, so they're only giving 10. Seriously, I just want to play the remastered story of that game. I do too. That was I honestly amazing. do too. Yeah. There's still parts of that story that are so burned in my memory. Mm-hmm. playing COD 4. It's awesome. And it would be nice to see it all sort of done up, mm. you know. Pretty. All pretty and everything like that. Because you sort of go back and look at COD 4 now, it's a little boxy. Yeah, it is pretty <laughs> shit. But it's funny. Like, I know I've had this conversation on the podcast and multiple times outside of being recorded, but your brain kind of 
fills the gaps with things in your memory. Yeah. And, you know, when you do go and destroy it by looking at it now, you look at it and go, yeah. oh, shit, why does it look so terrible? I remember uh-huh. it being cool, you know, and now it just looks slow and shit. Um, so it's kind of a way of revisiting the memory of it in a way. Yeah. Which I'm really looking forward to. So, yeah. yeah but I just, I'm just pissed off of the way that they're kind of doing it. I mean, it's not like, you know, someone who acquires it, you know, it's not on a game disc or anything. Mm. It's still digital. So it's not like you could even borrow it off someone just to check it out. You know, yeah. you, I don't know what the pricing is in Australia. It's probably like two hundred dollars or something. I mean, here, it's I'm hearing it's probably between eighty and ninety dollars plus tax. I think, which hundred twenty Australian, I guess. Wow. So, yeah, that's a lot of money to pay for you know a remastered game. game. Mm. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like seriously, it does. If they just brought out the remastered game. They'd sell it like hotcakes for seventy bucks. They will. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to. People would they pay will. it. They will definitely fucking release that by itself because they're gonna do this where they say you can only get it with the fucking new game until the new game's out for a week, and then they'll be like, oh, by the way, it's now available solo for fifty dollars or forty dollars or some shit. Yeah. But there's that many people out there that are willing to pay for it. Yeah, the that's way it why. is set up now, which that's is which is it. frustrating. Which is it's just I don't know. It's bad business practices, and it makes me cranky. Well, <laughs> it's it's good business practices, but it's shitty consumer practices. Like I need a, shit way. Yeah, I need an Anzac consumers. biscuit and a lie down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so um, so that's those games. Um, we kind of need to tie, tidy up and finish up, but I just want to quickly mention. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, the reboot, <laughs> um, which there's a movie already. It already came out in America, I believe, but it's not out here until July. Uh, Ratchet and Clank movie, and the new game is like a reboot of the original game, not a remaster. It's like a re reimagining, I guess, and it's to <laughs> like be in line with the movie, and it is a fucking masterpiece of 3D platforming. It's fucking awesome. So if you're into 3D platformers, I would definitely suggest the new Ratchet and Clank. Um, it's super fun and the dialogue is funny. And um, yeah, it's fucking awesome. And also Rocket Birds 2, which is a 2D platformer. Um, I reviewed Rocket Birds 1 on the pod, uh, on the website way back in the day and gave it, I think I gave it 5 out of 5 um, because the sa- they have like a band that does the soundtrack for it. It's like a sort of, pro- sort of rock type, metal type fucking band that do the soundtrack for the game as you're running around as this fucking chicken with a machine gun killing mm. penguins. And, um, and the new game is... Goodness. It's pretty, it's fucking gory as fuck too. Like you shoot guys and blood splatters all over the walls behind them and stuff. It's wow. it's an insane 2D platformer. Um, the, I've, I haven't played through all of the new one, but it's there's six levels, um, so it's pretty short. And it, the, the pacing seems kind of off, but um, 
Yeah, the dialogue is pretty funny and the, it's f- pretty fun. The pu- puzzles aren't too challenging. Um, so it's not quite as good as the original, but it's a cool little sequel. It's got a new soundtrack, which is also awesome. Um, and yeah, and it's like there's funny moments. Like the first boss fight, this guy rocks up with like a robot that's like two, it's like a chicken type robot. So it's got like two legs and then this big sort of screen for the body. And then he's like, the guy in it is like, I'm going to kill you, you you know? And then his gun is like this fucking sort of cylindrical cannon fucking thing, but it's between his legs and it sort of like spins around to face, it spins around to face the front and he goes, he goes, oh, it seems like your robot's pretty happy to see me. Wow. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck, that's brilliant. Yeah. So they've got a sense of humor. Yeah. So it's got to be good. Yeah. And it's like, it's pretty fucking cheap. I don't know how much it is, but it's like a little, (laughs) it's a little 2D platformer. So definitely go and, you know, if you're into platformers, if you're into 2D platformers, get Rocket Birds 2. You can play it on Vita or on PS4. And if you're into 3D platformers, which everyone should fucking be into 3D platformers because they're awesome, Ratchet and Clank. The new Ratchet and Clank is fucking cool as fuck. It's great fun. Although, I did play through it twice and then go to start a new game just to tidy up a last few few trophies and accidentally deleted my save, overwrote my save. So that's Oh, well done. So I've got to play through it two more times. No, it's good because he came here this afternoon and told mm. me about it in front of my kids. So I got to have a sit down with them and I said, you know, that's a rookie error, kids. You will learn from that. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. You pass these things to the next generation that I make the same errors. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. You're like one that's of those parents is like, don't be like your Uncle Matt. Yeah. Don't, be a, don't be a fucking moron like your Uncle Matt and like delete your save games, kids. Yeah. Don't be yeah. a John. <laughs> don't be a fucking John. <laughs> I've got one more thing to talk about, and I'll probably bring it up again, but sometime around the year 2020 or the year 2021, EA will bring out an Assassin's Creed Creed type game. Boom. Done. Let's fucking end this shit. I don't know if it'll be as good, though. And, like, what even is that? It's like, are they going to make no one it 3D? Knows. No one knows. They're There's, like, a... one or two pictures that have come out that are being like highlighted of this game that's going to come out in fucking a thousand gaming years, which is about three and a half, four years in like people years. Um, so yeah, it's like, it just looks like Assassin's Creed. So maybe it'll be revealed at E3 this year. Maybe it probably won't, I think, because it's already been like, I don't know. I mean, Ubisoft's got Assassin's Creed. Warner Brothers has got Batman. There's nothing else really that is as similar as those games. Yeah, you know I, I guess mean? there's, like, there's room in the market for it. Yeah. So it sounds reasonable to think that they could come up with an IP that fits, that doesn't step yeah. on anyone's toes. We'll see. they got fucking years to figure it out, but... Yeah. Yeah. You'll probably get these diehards in 2021 that are like, I remember when this game was first announced. I've been waiting since 2016 for this game. You know what they'll probably be saying? This is what they give me. No, likely they'll be saying it in 2020 or 2021. They'll be like, hey, do you remember 
Weren't EA <laughs> supposed shame. to be making some kind of action game like Assassin's Creed? And then the other person will go, Oh, you mean like a, like Assassin's Creed 30 that came out this year? Or? Yeah, exactly. And the other person yeah. will be like, I don't know. It's like some kind of action game. There was room mm. in the market. And, and then they'll Google it or they'll fucking whatever the fuck 2020 Google is. And yeah, it'll be like... Be Google. Google will make sure of that. <laughs> it'll be... They'll be like, Siri. <laughs> mm. um, and it'll be like... Uh, Siri, yeah, Google 20, this on 2016, Cortana. 2016, rumor about EA Action Game. 2017, EA Action Game cancelled without any further details. <laughs> Alpha footage leaked and it'll be exactly. some fucking game that looks fucking amazing but never got made. Yeah. And then yeah, 2018, it it'll be fucking anonymous hacks the American government and makes all secrets now public to everybody all the time forever. And it <laughs> makes no difference. There's no servers that are like fucking secure anymore. So... Every yep. like thing that is ever is now known to everybody. Oh, great, cool. Yeah. Twenty twenty three, ISIS the world. Take that. Thanks for coming. Dang, <laughs> racist. Video games are over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the new video game is that one with the <laughs> now, robot dinosaurs. Now it makes sense that they bring out an Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the last one. <laughs> it's like Far Cry Primal, except we're all fucking homeless. Yeah, we're all primal as shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. I think we've just digressed into a really sad, sad world. Um, so I think it's time for me and you guys, but you guys more specifically, I'll continue, but you guys should say goodnight and uh, you know, maybe hang up. <laughs> no, we all should. Um, You're just going to keep talking. Yeah, I'll just keep talking to myself and enjoy this. Enjoy the peace and quiet in my own voice. Awesome. <laughs> well, That's hilarious. I'm an idiot. All right. Well, this has been episode 97. Yeah. Oh, good. I got it right. Um, thank you very much for tuning in to this. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that again. That sound well, very confident. No. I if you have comments. Confidence halfway through. <laughs> if you have any comments about... Uh, Uncharted or, you know, Battleborn. If you like Battleborn and you want to tell us we're fucking idiots, feel free to email us at podcast at com. Also, if your name's John, just fuck off, mate. <laughs> exactly. Just, we won't send you a fucking request. For God's Stop sake. Asking. Stop fucking hassling us, dude. We'll let you know Jesus. when there's a space in the group. Yeah. Fuck. When someone's know, fucking got, that. like, I don't know, conjunctivitis. It's your turn. Yeah. To <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I miss right. this. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> we are very sorry that you had to endure this as well. <laughs> no, it's, it's been it's been fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone, and leave us an iTunes review. Yeah, do that. I I fucking dare you. I double you dare you. Oh, <laughs> a physical challenge you to do an iTunes review. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye.